the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? You first. So welcome, everybody, to a very special night. This is yet another episode where we are going to cast and kill Sean Bean in a lovely movie. In this lovely movie, this time is actually a movie we just reviewed, and that is actually going to drop on Wednesday, so you get a bit of a sneak peek on that, but we're going to talk about 2010's comedy horror film, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Now, we're going to decide his role, replacing a lead or supporting role, a new character or a cameo of some sort, and discuss how he would die in this. And the question is, why are we doing this? And, well, that's because Sean Bean seemingly dies in dramatic ways in all his movies, TV shows, and even video games that uh, it just seems like the right thing to do. And, you know, per the course for this episode, I try to grab another movie of his that he's died in as an example. And today I'm grabbing the scene in, let's see, this is 2001's Don't Say a Word. Uh, Michael Douglas buries him alive, which is kind of rude. But um, I think they're in a grave digging up some diamonds or something. There's a there's a gun battle or whatever, and then he, uh, Michael Douglas breaks some, I don't know, some some digger that was holding all the the boards together from this this deep grave, and it just collapses and buries him alive. So there you go, Michael Douglas. So that's one way of Sean Bean of dying. But now, the reason why we're doing this is because we want to help Sean Bean with breaking that record for most on-screen deaths, because he hasn't had enough, and he's still got a long way to go to catch someone like Danny Trejo, because that guy takes any job. But we want to show Hollywood where they missed every opportunity from movies that were made before Sean Bean was born or uh, maybe movies that, uh, that there was no chance he could cast in, but we're here anyway. So this one I'm doing solo, if you can't tell. And since it's Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I had to really scratch my brain for this one because there's only, like, I don't know, eight characters in this film and five of them die. <laughs> Almost everybody dies. So there, there wasn't a way really to interject him in this film without getting really creative. I couldn't just replace him. It's a little too easy. I had to come up with some ways and I don't know, maybe my old English teachers would be proud of me, but I basically wrote a research paper. Well, a research paper length for high school. It fit the qualifications of like five paragraphs. Um, I wrote a really long one which is my last one I'll share to, to jump into this. But I want to hear your voice. So please, if you have a thought, this is just a Star Wars shirt, Tim. So it's not The Last Jedi. Maybe, it's, I don't know. It's just a Star Wars, so back off. <laughs> if you have a way that you'd want to kill Sean Bean in this film... Uh, go ahead and let us know. You can hit the chat icon in the lower left-hand corner. My little arrows will show you. You click on chat, like some of you have already done, and there's a tab at the right-hand corner called questions. 
uh, you can actually post why you think Sean Bean would die in this film or in a generic Appalachian Mountain hillbilly way that Sean Bean would die. And you can post it in the questions and I can read them out loud. And make sure you keep it short and concise because I believe it's about 140 characters that fits there. Or if you'd like to, there's another button on the lower right-hand corner that's green that you can call in, queue you up, and I will uh, add you to the chat and we can just talk. Um, I have my headset on, just I'm talking to myself, but if anyone wants to jump in and chat, feel free to call in. We can talk about anything, whether it's Sean Bean, Halloween, whatever you want. But while you debate whether or not you want to do that, let's just jump right in to the first way that I have highlighted that Sean Bean would die in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. So the first thing I have is Sean Bean is a notorious peeping Tom that sits around at the local gas station waiting for the typical summer college students to pull up for their last-minute beer stock up before they make camp. Now, every time they come, Sean just kind of follows closely from behind them, uh, try to figure out where they're camping so he can sneak up on them and just kind of peek at the ladies or, I don't know, maybe some of the dudes. Sean doesn't uh, discriminate here. And then, you know, he's, he sees these, these kids getting ready to go skinny dipping that night. That first night, they're, they're drunk. Some of them are high. And the first thing I think of, hey, it's nighttime. Let's go skinny dipping in some random lake, which is gross. But anyway, Sean Bean, Peeping Tom, gets really excited about this. So he slips into the water undetected by a big rock. So no one can see him. He can just watch from the, the creepy shadows. But just then... One of the girls from this camp climbs up on that rock. For I don't, I still don't understand why she did this in the movie. Like, why would you climb the rock, then take your clothes off to jump in the water? But either way, she's up on top of this rock, and Sean Bean gets excited because he's right underneath her, and he doesn't want to make any moves. But suddenly, he hears Tucker and Dale really close by, uh, which scares her, making it so that she loses her balance and she falls off the rock towards the water. And in the film, you see her kind of hit her head on another rock which kind of goes unconscious. But in this case, it's not a rock. That's just Sean Bean's head bobbing out of the water. So it knocks her unconscious. Sean Bean himself is a little bit kind of stunned. He's not passed out from this. He's just stunned. He's, he's hurt in the water. But, you know, Tucker and Dale, when they see her falling in, they're, they're frantic. So they're, they're pedaling as hard as they can to get to this girl that just isn't coming out of the water. You know, Sean doesn't want to get detected here. So he sneaks and takes a big deep breath and goes underwater, hoping that no one can see him. And just they'll, they'll come by and he'll be on his way. So he's trying to go underwater and swim out. But in Tucker and Dale's urgency to get close to Allison to save her, and they're, you know, they're paddling hard. Uh, so hard, in fact, that Dale manages to club Sean Bean in the face with his oar, knocking him out where he drowns as the two pull Allison to safety. So peeping Tom, Sean Bean gets killed because a girl landed on his head and took an oar to the face. So that's one. Yes, Nikki, I, I just don't understand why she... It's like she was standing on that rock and she looked confused that she was on top of the rock. It was just like a weird filmed moment, but <laughs> whatever. Either way, it, they had to get the story going somehow. And that's, I, I figure that's a good, good point to, uh, to kill Mr. Sean. So that's my, uh, my first. And I only have two. So I'm going to save the second one just in case anyone wants to jump in because it's a long journey that I'm going to trust that you will go on with me. But again, if anyone wants to chat or ask questions, feel free to. I'm happy to, to bring them up and talk about anything you guys would like to. Again, you can also call in, share your thoughts. Happy to uh, keep that conversation going. And before I do this, so this is actually, 
I think this is actually going to be our last live show of our Sean Bean episodes of October. I know. It's, it's hard to believe. It's, it's the end. But we've been doing this since October 1st. Um, I think it's at least once a week we've been going live. It's, it's been a long month. I'm, I am tired. <laughs> it's been a lot of podcasting. So going to take a bit of a break before we jump into our robot films for November and then getting into the holiday season. But I want to say thank you all for joining live when you could. It's a lot of fun just to kind of see the chat going in as we're having these conversations, especially when we have guests on. You guys can kind of play off the conversation and provide some commentary, some additional laughs. So it's really it's really cool to do this, and I appreciate it. I appreciate Bullhorn for creating this platform that's so easy to use and to kind of help podcasters engage with listeners in a new way. This is this is really cool, and I see a lot of potential here, and I know they have a lot of stuff in plan um, coming up here. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on this and see if this is a, a good platform for us to do in the future. This is this is very fitting and great for these Sean Bean episodes because they are shorter. They involve guests and a lot of interaction. So who knows? I think maybe for all the future Sean Bean episodes we do, we might uh, might keep going to this Bullhorn studio and going live for some more fun. So thank you, Bullhorn. Uh, thank you, Sam, for the you know all the help you gave me when we were kicking this thing off. It was really cool. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of potential here. All right, let's check out that chat. So Nikki's chiming in. Hi, Nikki. So when Tucker says, hide all the... Sh- <laughs> These college kids keep killing themselves. It's a suicide pack. Hide all the sharp objects. He throws a steak knife out the window. Oh, God. And it hits a hiker walking past in the throat. That is a... <laughs> that's brutal. Oh, no. Uh, and maybe Sean says, I could really go for some steak right now or something as he pauses to rest from that hike and then is hit. Why, why would he say we could really go for some steak right now in the middle of the woods? Like, what... Does he smell something that just triggers that pulse in his brain that just suddenly wants steak? I don't know. But, um, yeah, he could be hiking in those woods. I don't know. Why not? You know? All right. Tim says, this is the first movie where Sean Bean dies of natural causes. Rapid cancer <laughs> about with the harsh cough that deprives him of oxygen. Well, that's, that's, that's also brutal and incredibly random. Hey, why not? He could just be walking down the street and just, uh, just keels over. Why not? We don't, we're, we don't have any rules. It's just the way it goes. Oh, because he's hungry from hiking. I think whenever I'm exerting myself, one of the last things I want to eat is steak. But I'm, I'll take your word for it. Oh, very cool. See, this is why it's fun. You just get this live interaction. I can't hear anyone else laughing but myself. But uh, yeah, that's all right. And Nikki says, does everyone crave steak while hiking? Uh, maybe he says a burger. Just trying to tie in the knife. I see. Maybe he's got a cramp. He's like, "Oh, I got this stabbing pain in my stomach," and just a knife just comes at him. It's like, oh, that's why. I don't know. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. So I love the interaction. Love the chat. This is really cool. Uh, I'm gonna go right into my essay that I wrote here for Sean Bean, and uh, yeah, this is a very detailed story. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. story. All right, so get ready. Bear with me. Sean Bean is a hillbilly serial killer wannabe that is obsessed with the Memorial Day massacre killers and is ready to enact his own plan to create the next massacre. He is at the gas station getting his last supplies when he sees the perfect victims roll up. It just so happens to be Alice and Chad and that whole gang of college kids. 
He's so excited to walk up to them and give them an ominous threat. He's been rehearsing so many times in front of his broken, dirty mirror uh, from all those horror movies that he studied. But right when he got the courage to actually go up and try it out, he sees Dale walk up with his giant scythe and starts laughing creepily. And he starts thinking to himself, dang, why didn't, why didn't I think of that? I could have been the one to walk up with a scythe to scare them, like a physical fear as well. So he writes it down in his little notebook. So Hillbilly Sean, he follows these teens carefully to plot his massacre, complete with a detailed crayon drawing akin to Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. You know that map where he's planning all his traps and stuff. It's just like, there's no way he created that in that one hour between finding out that the robbers were coming to his house and they actually came. So he had that planned ahead of time. We talked about that, but this, that kid's a homicidal maniac in, in his own right. But regardless, that night, the scene was perfect as the kids were drunk and they were taken, uh, taking to the lake to go skinny dipping. And he sees one of those girls alone on that rock again. And she's completely helpless. He was about to swoop in and make his first kill when suddenly she started taking her clothes off, causing him to hesitate for just a moment. But this was where she falls in the water, hitting her head with Tucker and Dale going after her. Now, Sean is furious that those couple hillbillies from out of town appeared to swoop in and stole his kill. Now, he believes that they are rival murderous hillbillies that must be dealt with. So not only do the kids think that Tucker and Dale are murderous hillbillies, now Sean, the hillbilly serial killer wannabe, thinks that they are also killers and that they're rivals. So now it's a race to see who can kill them the most. Now, for the rest of this film, every time one of those college kids, gotta call them college kids, now every time one of those college kids die, it just so happens to be a moment where Sean was about to strike, only only to be thwarted by Tucker and Dale in some way. Like take, for instance, that kid that impales himself on a branch, the physics of him running not a thousand miles an hour to impale himself as far as he did on a just a loose branch. Tucker comes running with a power move right at them with a chainsaw. Now, Sean was taken aback by this. He, he didn't know that they were coming. They, they meant business with their killing. But when you see Tucker running with a chainsaw above his head after, after the kids, he's like, okay, I got to step up my game. And then you got the kid with armed with that, probably a very dull Swiss army knife where he's charging at Tucker before he swan dives into a wood chipper. Um, he was actually being chased by Sean, but he wasn't fast enough to catch this kid because after all, he's a college kid with a lot of adrenaline. Uh, so he's got to be a little bit more shape than Sean, this weirdo serial killer wannabe hippie um, hillbilly. So anyway, by the time he catches up with this kid, he already sees him being just chopped to bits in that wood chipper. And then he turns around and sees that kid with a spear. He sees him running, so he takes his axe that he's holding and throws it at this kid. But at that moment, that's when he trips and falls into that hole by the time he gets up to that hole, he sees this, this kid is impaled upon his own spear. Think, wow, you know, this, this Dale character killed the guy with his own weapon. That's brutal. And uh, the one that really scared him, though, was the kid that was pointing the gun at Tucker and Dale after, you know, the cop came running out with a big block of nails in his face. The reason why that scared him was because all he could see, because he was far away, was that gun pointed at Tucker and Dale. And from that distance, all, he looked at Dale and he was pointing his, had his hand out and he was just talking or saying something. He couldn't make it out towards that college kid. But suddenly that kid turned the gun towards himself and pulled the trigger and killed himself. Now, Sean thought this was some crazy, brutal hillbilly voodoo. But he's not going to let these guys get the upper hand on them. They've already killed half the college kids at this point. So Sean really needs to step up his game. So he's had enough. So he followed them one night to Tucker and Dale's house when it was dark out. 
and he decided this was it. He was going to kill them all. All the rest of the college kids, Tucker and Dale as well. This was going to be his big hurrah and, you know, to finalize his plans for this massacre. So when he was getting ready, getting that courage to go into that house, that's when he started hearing the chaos inside. Said so you see, you hear the screaming and there's blood splattering everywhere and suddenly there's a fire burning inside the house. Now he's livid. They're already enacting their plan and it's all coming down and he's missed it. So he comes running up to the house, swings the door open and says, stop killing all my college kids. And just at that moment, the house explodes because the, the, all the, that fire led towards the, uh, the gasoline ch- tanks that uh, I think Tucker said, man, I should have really got rid of those. But anyway, that house explodes, killing, I think it was three, three more college kids, right? And then, of course, Sean Bean. Now, the survivors were all thankful to be alive, but they're really curious on who the hell was this hillbilly that ran into the house, said, stop killing all my college kids, that blew up. They had no idea who he was. But either way, they just went on to the rest of the story and uh, things get a little chaotic there in that final third act of the film. But that's it. That's what I got. Sean Bean, the failed hillbilly serial killer. That was a doozy. A doozy of a day. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my caffeine that you should be drinking on a podcast, but I digress. So there we have it. That's what I got, guys. Those two, I, I had to just... It just seemed right to cast him as a, as another hillbilly. I'd like to see Sean Bean as a hillbilly. I want him with an American accent as a hillbilly. I don't think he's done that yet. He's always leaned in hard to his, his accent. I don't know if he can do an American accent. Does anyone know if Sean Bean can do an American accent? Cause I've not heard it. That's what I got. I got, uh, I got nothing else. I'm, I'm burned out on that one. Like I said, it's a, it's a four to five paragraph long story where it all plays into the two thirds of the film and just takes him out. as just another, another hillbilly. Oh, he did an American accent in national treasure. I wasn't sure if he did or not. It was the only one on my mind that he could have, but, um, it's been a long time since I saw that film. I'm not sure. I, we'll have to go back and watch it since he doesn't die in that movie. So we need to fix that. Cause that's, a that's a miss. That's a huge miss and it's not cool. So we'll, we'll have to review that movie soon and, um, and take him out, do it the right way the director's cut. So I think, uh, I think that's it guys. I don't have any other comments here. No other ways that Sean Bean could die in this film. So I think I'll just end it instead of just continuing to ramble on. So for those that did comment and chat, thank you so much. I'll make sure to try to reach out and send you guys some swag and things like that. I really appreciate you spending your evening with me. Uh, these are a lot of fun. I, I love doing the podcast and I love I love Sean Bean, so this is fun. We might go live on on Devil's Night. I don't know. Chris and Spaz and I are trying to talk about doing a uh, a haunted forest, but it's gonna rain, so boo. Um, we'll maybe we'll just get together and I don't know. Maybe Dana's up for watching another shitty horror movie. Not, <laughs> she'll leave. But anyway, we'll see. We might go live one more time. That's about it. That wraps up our October. Um, this has been this has been a blast. So thank you everyone for making it fun and tuning in sharing your thoughts and comments and everything. And we'll see what November and December hold. We want us to watch trick or treat. Uh, I think Chris wanted to, we'll see. I know it's out there. I know it's on the list. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did talk about that one. Who, who brought that up on, uh, when we did, uh, Tucker and Dale was, it, I think it was Nikki that brought up 
the whole boom mic and Ozzy and Gene Simmons. So, yep, I think you guys are definitely a line there. So we will see. Good. See, I'm not going crazy. If it was just a couple days ago, I'm not losing my mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. This October has been a blast. Made the most of this Halloween releasing basically three episodes a week. So I'm going to take a bit of a break and make sure my computer doesn't blow up because I use all the memory. But uh, we'll come back in the next review after Tucker and Dale is going to be... Oh, I can't tell you because it's a surprise. But it's a robot film. We did our spin the wheel event. So, <laughs> so we are going to spin that wheel. Well, we already did, but you get to see what it is later. It's going to be our 80s robot film. And it's going to be fun. So we'll catch you sometime in November. We'll let you know closer too. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you soon. And happy Halloween. Enjoy it. I know last year's Halloween was kind of a bust with COVID, so hopefully everyone can uh, do something to have fun, whether you're up for trick-or-treating or doing some some small get-togethers. Just stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see everybody later. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.